the New York media has gotten soft, including you, Paul. I don't need any kind of crap from you. Take a lap defense. Take a lap special teams. Who cares? No. It doesn't matter. It sure does. It doesn't. Paul, do you know what drip is? Do we have to explain? No, I'm going to let you wear the clown makeup. Removing goalposts. How stupid is that? No drunkenness. He answered the question fine. We move on. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Shoot him, shoot. The kicker. You hear how he says the kicker. Like he's a subset from the team. Do I send you journalism lessons on Twitter? We've got a lot of angry people on this podcast. Yeah. It's coming to throw. It's intercepted. And that's going to be a Washington football team touchdown. I know that we're closer than we are further away. Okay, so I'll leave it at that right there. I know the targets are things we have to fix. We have to get moving in the right direction. Interesting formation. I, I mean, really, you're at the four-yard line, and, and you you don't feel comfortable enough in your offense to be able to run a traditional play. We don't we don't make those decisions. There's a reason why that play was called. Um, so we just try to execute this. Blitz is on, and it's intercepted. Bobby McCain has two today. A fitting end to the way Washington's defense played today. And obviously, look, the fans deserve better than what we gave them this year. Our team deserves better than what we accomplished this year. I have much higher expectations as a team. I'm never going to compromise or negotiate on that. My expectations are what they are. And what will become of Joe Judge? Ooh. Welcome to the season finale of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. We got lots to do on today's show. It'll be the final episode of season three as we look ahead to the offseason and put the bow on a very frustrating and disappointing 2021 New York Giants season. Later in the show, we'll give you some entertainment. After all you've been through, we'll give you some drums as Andrew Hart's We'll play some drums for us later in the show as we say hello to the offseason. Of course, thanks to Fox Sports, Joe Judge, Saquon Barkley in that montage you just heard. But let's welcome in your host of Blue Rush. That would be two-time Super Bowl champion kicker Lawrence Tynes and his co-host, Giants beat writer for the Post, Paul Schwartz. Lawrence, the season finally comes to an end. We were waiting around to record this show to hear if Joe Judge would still be the coach. And for now, Joe Judge is safe. We know Dave Gettleman is gone as we expected as he will retire. Your thoughts here on Joe Judge for now. Now we'll see if a new GM changes the mind. For now, Joe Judge staying after a 4-13 and season. Yeah, surprising to be honest with you. After yesterday, I was anticipating him being let go today, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I think everything's on the table if you kind of believe everything you read, I mean, it seems like I thought for sure he was gone, guys. Yesterday, I really, you know, sat there and watched what happened and kind of pieced together the previous weeks, the play of the team, which is absolutely pathetic. And I just said, there's no way John Mara is going to stand for this. But of course, he's still here. I don't think that necessarily means he's going to be here. But again, if they they keep him that's something we'll have to talk about but i would be in favor of moving on from joe judge well you know what guys i'm sick of this season and talking about it andrew hit the drums come on let's go let's have 40 minutes of drums automatic andrew real quick what's the longest drum solo you've ever done 
I'd say about seven minutes. So. Oh, geez, that's not enough. Okay, if no, you, 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 you come back with a forty-minute one, and, and that's it. Lawrence and I'll just sit there and tear yeah. our feet. That's okay? longer than any Giants drive offensively this year. Seven that's a good minutes. Point. So there you go. Yeah, look, Black Monday is called Black Monday for a reason. You know, Brian Flores getting axed. Unbelievable. Um, that was not. I mean, he was not in the top twenty. I don't think of anybody thought there were some inklings that maybe you know his relationship situation wasn't great with the GM and things like that. But that was a big surprise, and so. The cumulative effect on that, right? You know, Matt Nagy, Brian Flores, Mike Zimmer, right? So that these guys are getting fired on Black Monday. And what happens, guys, is that, you know, Lawrence, you know this. You my guys all might know this. Is that, you know, in the morning, uh, you know, they say, Coach, um, the owner, whoever the owner's name, you know, just come in around 8, 830. You know, we'll talk. Okay, that means, you know, bring your playbook, basically. You know, nobody talks. And then they say, you know what? You convinced me, right? Four and 13 really wasn't that bad. So yeah. they went ahead. They announced Dave Gettleman's retirement. Obviously, we know he would have been fired if he didn't, you know, retire. Fine. And then, you know, Joe Judge got to have his quick meeting with the players, quick meeting with the players. And, uh, you know, then they're gone. Then we got a bunch of players on Zooms and that was that. And then they all said, you know, no, none of the players said, oh, Joe Judge got in front of us and said, guys, I'm coming back next year. He just went about his business and talked about the future. So we got things to do here before we can honestly say, Joe Judge is unquestionably back. It's not that simple right now. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think it is. And and just because he's there today doesn't mean he'll be there tomorrow. Would love to be a fly on that wall, wouldn't you, Paul, when he's talking to John Mara? I mean, it's almost like he's just going to regurgitate everything he's told the public in his press conferences. And, you know, it's just falling on deaf ears now. This fan base is at toxic levels with him. And I don't know how John Mara sells him back to the fan base. You know, Wellington Mara once famously said, the fans are our customers. And they're just not, you just kind of keep, you're going to keep repeating the same mistakes. You're you're talking about a guy who comes back. Okay, say he loses three out of the first five. Is it an in-season fire at that point? You know, it's a messy situation. I hate that they're in it, but. Yeah, you can't set a guy up for failure. You're right. So, you know, I don't buy 100% always this, that the GM and and the, and the head coach have to come in together and they have to, you know, be walking lockstep like a marriage. But there's no question that a first-time GM who comes to the Giants and looks mm-hmm. at the roster, looks at the salary cap and says, look, this is going to be a few years here. We're going to tear it down a little bit. We're going to rebuild. And then Joe Judge says, well, I don't have time to tear it down and rebuild. If I'm one in four right. after five games, they're going to have my ass. So mm-hmm. that's real. There's no question that's it real, is. Lawrence. You know, you've seen teams, you've been on teams where the vibe, now you haven't been on really bad teams, where, where the vibe is, we're kind of building a little bit here. We hope we do well versus we got this pretty good. We're going to have a really good year. So that that's legitimate that they need to be in lockstep. How long this takes, you know, it could take a week before they have a GM. And then you're not going to have him dangling and have all these other coaches being hired. So it's got to get done pretty quickly. It looks like now, because he wasn't fired right away, that he won't be. But until they sit down and have that meeting, you know, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Paul, you see a possibility of a new GM, say, by the end of the wild card games next week. And in a week, maybe we're doing a show where Joe Judge is fired. Have you seen that, you know, ever transpire? Maybe not just with the Giants, but overall that happening? Well, that's suicide because now, you know, four of the five guys will be hired already. You know, but look, what can happen in the next day or two or hours or so is that John Marrett goes in thinking, look, I think we're going to keep you, Joe, but this is what I see to need to change. Okay, we need more control over your offensive staff. Uh, We need this. We need that. Uh, I think you need to push back a little bit on your practices, okay? Because 
guys are getting hurt and we think maybe your practices. And so all of a sudden they take the legs out from Joe Judge and he thinks to himself, they don't want me to be who I am as a coach. So then it's announced, well, there was a, um, we're part, we agreed to part ways. You know what I mean? So it's just, you know, they give him just enough rope to hang himself. That could happen too, because they're going to demand things from Joe Judge. He'll have to accept a lot. He has to eat some. I think he will. I think he'll do anything he can to save his, you know what? I really do, because that's basically what he did two weeks ago at the press conference. I think he's going to do everything. In my heart, I feel like he wants to be a good head coach. I get that. Everyone doesn't want to have a job to fail at it. But at the same time, I would love ownership. I would love John Mara, Steve Tisch, pull aside Blake Martinez. Logan Ryan, pull aside players and have a conversation with these men and get the real pulse of the locker room. Because there are reports, and I've heard little tea leaves here and there, not everyone's in in, in lockstep with Joe Judge. And, and it, it could Lawrence, is, is, some, is some of that because of how hard he works them and what it, what a toll he puts on their bodies? Well, that, and then I heard there was some real, real just lackluster coaching over the last couple of weeks. And that came from somebody I know that felt like they had packed it in. Well, let me ask um, you something. Is the offensive line coach coaching his heart out down the stretch here, no, knowing he's going absolutely to not. He's got to, you know, Florida? he's gonna be in the sunshine with a million dollar paycheck per year. Good for him, good for his family. I'm happy for him. I'm not hating, but that's hard to compartmentalize that and focus on your task at hand when you're mm-hmm. you got one foot out the door. It's almost when impossible. When you're a tough coach who says the, we're gonna the, coach him hard. The thing I would love yeah. to see Joe Judge do, and if he is retained and they keep him, show some damn humility, man. Like don't get up to that presser. Don't go into every meeting with the broadcast team and act like you are the smartest man in the room. And I believe he can do that. I don't think he's a bad guy, but I think he puffs his chest out way too much. Everyone talks about it. Show some humility. It's a very endearing quality to go in there and, and don't act like you know everything all the time. You know, people will have – we wouldn't feel as, as strongly as we do yeah. about our thoughts this week if he showed yeah. a little humility. And and obviously I think he's decent with you guys. But overall, you are not the smartest man in the room, and you need to stop micromanaging every phase of this team and let your coaches coach. I think it could work. But again, here we are, five years running, very, very bad football. The, the fan base, I don't know how you win the fan base over by telling them that Joe Judge is coming back. I just you don't. don't. You, you don't right now. You know, I mean, I mean, look, the Dave Gettleman dismissal, firing, retirement was foregone conclusion a month ago. So, yep. you know, the news that that came today was was that was, you know, a tiny little appetizer. After yesterday's game, after the last month of the season, fans, for the most part, look, the people who like and are positive usually don't react to me. You know, it's the people who are negative, sure. which is the vast majority of the people who are Giant fans right now. There's no question about it. And they want blood and they want Joe Judge out. And and I wrote the other day, there's no compelling reason to keep Joe Judge other than John Mara saying, I need to be more patient with this first time head coach. Now, that's not really a good enough reason to keep him. I also wrote that John Mara said we need to show progress. And, you know, Joe Judge says his progress behind the scenes. No logical person can look at the football. The one thing, Lawrence, I'm wondering is how much is John Mara and Steve Tisch looking at the last six games without Daniel Jones and saying, look, it wasn't a complete. How about without an NFL player at quarterback? Yeah, I mean, and, and they can say, Joe, why did you want Mike Glennon? Can you explain that one to us? But but it, it, it's it's so I wonder if he doesn't get a pass for that. But if they look at it and say, look, they were kind of just running on fumes there. You know, I think there's something to that there that 
They look at this and say, look, without an NFL quarterback here, we had no chance for success. No way either one of those guys is in the NFL in 2022. No way. I could see one of them if COVID is still lingering around as, as maybe an emergency guy on the practice squad, but that's about it. There's no way. And that's that's a real conversation they will have to have. Mm-hmm. I think it goes deeper than that. I think it's just the overall lack thereof. It almost looks like they didn't even practice this week offensively. Just the way, you know. Wait a second. They practiced quarterback sneaks this they week. They did. Yep. I wasn't even going to bring that up, but that was kind of the topic of the day yesterday. Well, I mean, you know, I think we should. I mean, just just because have you ever seen it? Have you ever Never. seen it? Never. That was a white flag raised based on events that happened the week prior in a completely different mm-hmm. stadium against a completely different team. And you're you're getting room. You pre-planned that series to get room to punt because – now, if you if you listen to his answer, though, he told you why without telling you why specifically. He said, I knew we could punt it, and I knew we could cover it, and I knew we could play defense. Which, which he, happened, which actually which happened. Which he did. Absolutely yeah. right. And so we can't sit there and call him out for that. He knew where he was with his offense. So if you really want to get into it, he did do the right thing, but at See, the same he, time, he, you can't optically. It looked horrible. He didn't need to reinvent the wheel here. You know, he didn't need to on third down from the four or five yard line, you know, put Jake Fromm back and have him throw the ball down the field. All he had to do is, you know, they had the ridiculous pass that Jake Fromm threw to Eli oh my Penny. God. Eli in, Penny in the, would in, still be running. In, in the he, flat, which was, you know, a five yard pass. Man, he he threw, what, open. two yards? Okay. So he, he had a lot of running around too after that. So that, that's a, you know, that tells him right there, okay, I can't trust my quarterback to throw the ball five mm-hmm. yards. Then Eli Penny gets a, a procedure penalty. So it goes back a half a yard. So I have no problem with the quarterback sneak on second down. No problem. They got to get a couple of yards here because he knows they're going to get pushed back in the end zone for safety. Now, the easy thing to do on third down is just hand it to Saquon Barkley. You don't have to be a hero and throw the ball. And everyone says, well, you gave up. No, I didn't give up. I handed the ball a a little draw play, hand it to him. And if he gets stuffed, you punt. It was ridiculous. It was a victory formation. I wrote it was a loser formation. It is. I mean, to see that in the second quarter at your own four, it wasn't like they were on the one. Like, there's plenty of room for Riley to get that punt off. And most teams there are not going to, depending on the situation of the game, most teams are not going to bring a big rush on that punt. They're going to get great field position anyway. It all worked out, but at the end of the day, optically, just, you know, Sean O'Hara said it best last week. The Giants can do no right. They can't. Everything they do is wrong. Yeah. And until they figure this out, who knows where we'll be in a week's time, but... I think the Giants, obviously, fans fan base wants to see a new man in charge. They really do. And some of those candidates, Lawrence, you know, the list has come out. Obviously, Kevin Abrams was the one you vouched for as GM, mm-hmm. which got a lot of reaction got from a really Twitter. Good mostly, response. Thanks, guys. Mostly negative, but uh, got a good reaction. Joe Shane is the, is the new one that came out that the Giants, according to Schefter, has requested to ask. He's highly regarded. Bill's assistant GM. Dave Ziegler, Monty Osenfort. Ryan Poles and Lewis Reddick. Uh, do any of those names or anyone else intrigue you guys? No, I mean you can't. How, how do you sell Lewis Reddick calling Andrew Thomas the worst tackle in the draft? I mean you can't you can't bring that guy in the building. Sure, you want to interview him, interview him. He's got a pretty cushy job on ESPN. Um, Willie McClay from the Cowboys, very highly regarded. Yep, um, you're going to have to out, outpay. Jerry Jerry Jones for him, you know. Now he's not a GM in in, in D- Dallas. He's he's mm-hmm. got a lot of power and he's got a good title. So you're going to have to give him your GM job. Pay what him is his title? Money. President of Football Operations. He's the Cowboys' Vice President of Player Personnel. 
Okay. He has a lot of say in the building. He's very highly regarded, you know, African-American candidate. He would be, um, you know, he's a strong candidate somewhere. And I, he could have gone other places to be a GM, but he likes Dallas. You know, he likes yeah. Dallas. So I mean, who see. wouldn't, right? No state income taxes, nice weather. Everyone wants to run their own team, I think, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah, he definitely would. And there's a lot of good candidates there, but the head coach thing for me is so intriguing because I, I in my heart, I think they're going to keep him. I don't know why. I just get a feeling that they do not want to go back down this road and they think they can turn it around. You need players. You know, Joe Judge is one piece of the puzzle here, but this team lacks a ton of players on offense. They need an infusion of talent. They've got a hit on these draft picks. Daniel Jones, we don't know anything about him. He's one bad hit away from never playing again. So there's a lot of unknowns offensively, and and that's a whole nother show. But in my gut, I think Judge is back. I don't know why. I don't want him back, but I'll deal with it whenever it happens. I, you know, I've dealt with a lot of texts and phone calls uh, yesterday from former teammates of mine, and they're they're embarrassed. We're all embarrassed of this franchise and the product that's on the field. I mean, and it's sad. It's really sad because that was a once proud place. It's not anymore. They cannot hide behind our Super Bowls that we won. They can't stop hiding behind our Super Bowls. Those are ours. We won those. It's been a decade. They've had one winning season in a decade. You know, look, the stadium was empty, obviously. You know, there were maybe 15,000, 18,000 people there. It was empty. But as a New Yorker, you know, it was more striking to me, the parking lot. You know, yeah. I'm, you know, New York. I saw parking, some pictures. Parking. Yeah, there was nobody in the parking lot. You know, the stadium. You know, early in the games, there's nobody there. Things like that. I get that. Late in the game, that's one sided. There's nobody there. But the parking lot has never looked like that. I mean, you could have. You know, people throw the ball around and play cornhole. You, with your strong leg in your prime, could not have kicked the ball in some parts of that parking lot and hit a car. Okay, that's I mean, how. Far, I know? saw the pictures. I was it's, blown away. And this doesn't really hurt the mayor as it does optically, but just know that the money's already in the in the coffers. Like those, yeah, well, you know, the attendance at sixty nine thousand. Were there that? Oh, there weren't that many people. No, right? no, that, that was that's just tickets ticket sold. sold. That's tickets yeah. sold. So yeah, I there's mean, no, no way. No, uh, you know, there were Jake. There were closer to sixty nine thousand no shows than there were tickets, and that is not <laughs> tickets were seven dollars, and and I fifty heard. yard line lower level was thirty forty dollars. Is the cheapest I've yeah. ever seen a football. Game. Now, guys, uh, Joe Judge is meeting with John Mara. This afternoon. Okay. okay. I found out. So he let him, Joe Judge, you know, got to speak to his players and got to send them off and things like that. But do you get the sense, Paul? I get the sense that Steve Tisch does not like this guy. I think Steve Tisch would move on from him if he could. So that's going to be another battle, right? Between John Mara and the Tishes. Steve Tisch is not a present owner like John Mara is day to day. But I just get the feeling, you know, Steve Tisch is more fan like. Well, Steve Tish is living in LA and he's I know. making movies and he's with a lot of beautiful people. Sure. And is, but... he, he has his own jets. You know, yeah, he, about he has that. his own plane, right. to, but it has a big NY logo on yes. the tail and it's white, blue, and red. And, and, so, you know, he doesn't like a, to be embarrassed. It's a great deal when you're winning games or in the playoffs and you're the co-owner of the giants. But when you're getting your butt kicked every week and you're a laughing stock, yes, he's not there day to day. But I wonder how they yeah. handle a disagreement, John Mayer and Steve Tisch. I could bet Steve Tisch wants him gone. I, look, Steve Tisch is not in the building. I, know, so, I, th- I feel like I know Steve Tisch, and I guarantee yeah. you Steve probably wants him gone. So, so look, when, when when Joe Judge says, look, the guys inside know how we practice. We They know how we work Wednesday. Steve Tisch doesn't know that. You know, He may no. talk to people. John Mara sees it. So 
you're absolutely, look, this is a very unusual partnership. It's not 51, you know, no. George Steinbrenner owned 51% of the Yankees. He did not own 90%, 51%. He owned just enough to make all the decisions. And he always made, he was like Hyman Roth. He always made money for his partners. Okay. From the Godfather. And that's why they loved him. This the is 50, 50, okay. 50, 50. So they have I to. I wonder how they handle that. They've we'll never had a, a octagon cage match. Meritish. I'd take now that. Steve would, Tish. That would sell. Tickets, I'd take, I'm it? taking that Steve Tish. All day. Jake, let's hear a little uh, Michael Buffer or uh, let's hear a little John <laughs> Mara, Steve Tish. Go ahead. We welcome to the ring on the left side. He has been part of the Giants front office for a long, long time. He's got his own private jet. Steve Tish. On the other end, he is a coach that has many direct targets right there. Direct targets right there. It's the second-year head coach of the New York Giants, Joseph Judge. How the hell did we get? No, owner versus owner, Jake. Owner versus owner. Come on, Jake. Uh, John Mara. He is a squeegee-eyed, glasses-wearing, (laughs) six-foot-three. I don't know. It's like that was Lawrence. He carries a nice. I love John Mara, but he carries a leather briefcase into the (laughs) ring. Hailing from Westchester. Yeah. Oh, man. No, it, I think that's going to be a conversation. Uh, maybe Steve will just zoom in via Zoom conference call and say, here's my vote. I don't know what that means, but I really think there's some good candidates out there to come take this thing over, man. I really do. I think there's some good, there's going to be some really good D coordinators out there, obviously. If Patrick Graham ends up leaving, I mean, Zimmer's on the streets, Vic Fangio. God, those are really good football coaches. How about Doug Peterson working with um, Daniel Jones? Doug Peterson would be great. Um, He's the only uh, candidate out there who has a statue of him outside the stadium where he used to coach and won a Super Bowl. Okay. With Nick Foles. With Nick, yeah. I see Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz yesterday. He stinks. Yeah. What an overrated yeah. player. Frank Reich, there's rumors, could potentially be on the hot seat. I don't see how that happens. So. And Matt Nagy. I think Matt Nagy would be a good influence on Daniel Jones. So, As what, an offensive coordinator? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Offensive yeah. coordinator. Matt you know, Nagy. Look, I, I think the, the white whale, the guy that you try to hook is um, uh, Brian Dable. I think so how Brian does that Dable work, Paul? How do they get someone from a franchise that's under contract? How does that happen? You, well, you don't. You make them the head coach is what you do. Oh, you, you make Brian I mean? Dable. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. I mean, I think that his next move is a head coach, not to be a unless you name him. You know, associate head coach slash. I'm completely you know, like okay that. with finding like firing a coach every two years. I know it doesn't look good, but until you find the right guy, you have to keep hiring and firing. That's just it's just like we talked about with quarterbacks. You got to you know they say you should draft a quarterback a year, right? Any round, try and find one. Until you find the right guy, if you're not a top 10 quarterback, you're going to keep trying to replace that quarterback that you have. I'm okay with this. I don't think it looks bad optically. I don't think financially it's that big of a burden to the Giants. It's going to cost them money. But keep trying to find the right guy. I'm just not there with Joe Judge. I just don't. It's been a pretty tumultuous run, man. Worse than McAdoo and Shermer, in my opinion. Well, No? um, I I think it has been. The only thing McAdoo did wrong was start – Geno Smith. That's the it. last six games were 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 awful. Now, Ben McAdoo, the locker room, 
they had bad guys in that locker room. They had some bad guys in that yeah. locker room on defense. And, you know, they were mercenaries who played well in 2016. It all came apart in 2017. They helped, They let McAdoo out to dry ownership and Jerry Reese. That's why they both went. He was an inexperienced guy who needed help. They didn't give it to him. Um, I think John Mara, and I've written this and said this before, hung McAdoo out to dry with this. Uh, you need to get the other younger quarterbacks on the field, you know, so because we got to move on from Eli here. And McAdoo said, well, I can't put uh, Davis Webb on the field because he'll get annihilated. He can't play right now. And they said, I got to put Geno Smith. John Mara should have stepped in. He was out of the office that day. He should have stepped in and said, you can't play Geno Smith. Everyone hates Geno Smith. He's a former Jet, you know, cast off. Play Eli Manning then, and it's fun. Oh, you know, you know they chose you know, they chose Jerry Reese over Tom Coughlin. I mean, insanity. The things they've done since Tom Coughlin walked right by John Maris' face in that press conference. This place has been spiraling downhill since that day. You got rid of the man. Not saying Jerry Reese shouldn't have stayed, but Tom Coughlin certainly deserved to go out with roses and flowers being thrown. But he had a terrible, terrible end. I mean, how do you get rid of that guy? Well, look, you're biased, and 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 rightfully so. You know, what I mean, you have two rings with that guy. Um, I thought I didn't think it was inappropriate to 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 get rid of Tom when they did. They probably shouldn't have elevated Ben McAdoo. They were so and and you know you can go back to one another one of your guys who you love, Eli Manning. Did, you know that they kind of he may have stayed. A, he may have stayed too long. That's and and that's they hired a, a a they elevated a a coordinator who they was spooked because they thought the Eagles were going to hire him, you know, and they said, let's keep continuity with Eli and things like that. Look, we're getting off track here. There's been a litany of failure. Yeah, but it's kind of fun because we don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, no. We can look ahead to the off season here. And, you know, Paul's, you know, prediction was negative at the time. We thought nine and eight, Paul, come on pessimistic pal over here. I think I was now Paul came closer. No, because you switched to 11 and six. Oh, show, dear God. Did I do nine and eight, nine and eight or eight and nine? Did I, I do nine shouldn't even have a job. You said nine and eight because I, I went to 11 here. and six. Yeah. Well, on Twitter, you did after you like had a burst of positivity. I, I did. Said I must have seven. gotten really excited. Sarah said 10 and seven. You were the Mr. Positive and Paul was negative and Paul came closest. Four well, no, no, I'm, I'm not Mr. taking negative. any bows. For, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not taking bows for being closest on this crew. That's that's. And boy, were we all off. I mean, yeah. and injuries, well, you know, there's a lot of reasons. but There's one positive, and that's the Giants will have the fifth and seventh pick, and we'll go through. We're not going to do mock drafts yeah. now. They'll have a show for a pre-draft come April, which is in Vegas this year. So I uh, might yeah. have to hit, hit Vegas for that one. But fifth and seventh, at least position-wise, we know the Giants need everything. Do you think they go offensive line, both these picks, and just Man, I hammer would. the offensive line? Hammer early? it. Hammer it. Put them, pair them with Andrew Thomas. You, we don't know much about Nick Gates. I know he spoke to you guys today. Paul, it doesn't look great for him. He didn't um, say, I'm definitely coming back in 2022. Yeah, so you can if you can get two immediate plug-and-play starters from that draft, like an Evan Neal and Linder, is it Linderbaum? Am I saying that right? The kid from Iowa? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a pretty good first round. Those guys traditionally can plug-and-play immediately. So, and then, you know, listen, I think the X factor here is Daniel Jones, guys. I, I think if you take that running piece of his game away, this thing could be even further away than we think, unless you can somehow scrounge up enough money to sign like a Mariota or some other stopgap until Bryce Young's available. But do you want to lose, you know, 12, 13 games again next year to have a chance at that kind of quarterback? Well, so, Daniel said Daniel said today that he's feeling okay, but he said he should be weeks away. 
you know, not months yeah. away, but there's no such thing as being cleared for contact. He said, I don't yeah. have to have, have any contact till, till August. So yes. Yeah, and how do you did, test that? Like, like, how do say you it test has that to heal. Well, I, I think they're going to, you know, you know, do the scan. They don't do the scans every week like they used to, because there's no urgency to do that now. But I think the scans will tell whether, you know, if they can detect any kind of healing that hasn't healed yet, you know, it's not good. He has to, his scan has to come back beautiful and it's not that right and, now. So. And we'll never know maybe till he's done what it was probably actually, I'm sure like a, some sort of vertebrae or break or crack or it's obviously some, some, something, some disc it's um, you know, mm-hmm. maybe the start of some stenosis, things like that. You know, it's it, look, it can't be, it's, it's, you know, it, it's only a certain amount of things you can have in the neck, right? There's, there's nerve, there's ligament, there's disc, there's um, you know, narrowing of the spine. You know, that's something, it. It's certainly it's something, something structural. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. And the giants will be in cap hell. Now, Kevin Abrams might be busy trying to reorganize that. Yeah, cap. You can always right now. The, but you only got a couple million right now. They could clear 30 million if they did cut and they probably should. And Bradbury, Blake Martinez, Shepard and Rudolph, maybe Rudolph and Shepard are gone. It be, doesn't seem wise to cut Bradbury and Blake. But no. um, is there any, you know, Marcus Mariota is an interesting name because we talk about bringing in, you have to bring in another quarterback. Lawrence, you can't bring Mike Lennon back. So no. Mariota is going to be towards the top of the list in terms of a veteran quarterback you bring in here. Yeah, I like him a lot. I mean, I think he he's an RPO guy. You saw him. He was used last night in situations. I think he he still has some good football left. He's not old. He's athletic. He can throw it. I think he's a good guy. Now the cost. I don't know if we can afford that. You know because I think yeah, I want to say he's making eight to ten million as a backup in in Oakland because most teams value the backup quarterback spot. But I would like to see a guy like him. I don't really truly know the market enough to say other names. But Blake Martinez and Bradbury, absolutely, you have to keep them. Maybe even extend Blake, depending on how the healing of his ACL is going to kind of lower that cap number next year. But, you know, with Rudolph and Shepard, absolutely, you move on from those two. Maybe Shepard comes back on a discounted deal. But I would love to see Shepard go play for a winner. I think he deserves it. He, You know, could you see him in Tampa? Don't forget, he's coming off a pretty significant injury, though. Yeah. So, you know, he's not See him playing the slot. You know, I I think about Cam Akers tearing his Achilles in July – Mm-hmm. for the Rams is a running back skill guy. And if that's kind of the litmus test for Achilles, that's pretty good. Seven months. Well, I mean, so he'll have almost, you know, he'll have at least that time, probably, you know, seven, eight months total. But I would love to see Shepard go play for a winner. I really would. He's a Yeah, it was guy. funny. We were talking to Evan Ingram today, you know, friend of the podcast, obviously. And, um, you know, I asked him about um, free agency and if he felt he's, you know, done with the Giants and things. And he said, look, I don't really worry about things I can't control. And then he paused and he smiled and he said, well, I guess I can control it. You know what I mean? That's like, yeah, yeah. That, you've never been a free agent before. So run, yeah. run as far away from this team as you can of it. I would love yeah, to see can. him go get a fresh start somewhere, man, because he can be dynamic. He's still young. Someone will find a way to use his skill set because we just never used it properly. In my opinion, he's a he's a vertical guy. Everything he did for us was horizontal. A couple times that you the one catch against the Raiders this year, you can think of where they lined him up outside. He mm-hmm. ran a go route and he wins. I mean, there's teams that could put him in that position every Sunday, and that's where he's best. And so I'd love to see him. He's been a great guy, a great kid. He's handled everything well. You'd love to see Evan Ingram go somewhere and have a ton of success. And that'll be another position the Giants will need to fill. And of course, a pass rusher is something the Giants badly mm. need, whether that's free agency. Maybe that's one of the top, you know, five or seven. Maybe they take an offensive lineman. I think this draft is deep rusher. on defensive. You know, don't forget we got Ajilari and then the Carter thing is, God, that's a testy deal, man. Did he play well because it's the end of the season? Because that 
was that four years he's been here, Paul? Pretty well, his his rookie contract is up, and he's had That's, five sacks in the last five. I'd be games. afraid to give him money. Well, you, maybe you can get him on a one year deal, and if he's going to get money elsewhere, he's got to go elsewhere because yep. yeah, you, yeah, you know what I mean. You get him cheap yep. for one year. The, wants to stay but somebody might pay him a little bit because they'll they see him as a scheme he's healthy now he's you know mm-hmm. he, he looks he, really good he looks really good in, in a uniform he looks so. really good and he played really yeah. well down the stretch yeah well it was an ugly giant season four and 13 lots to do we'll probably have a few off-season shows and you know, when they hire a new gm we'll see about the future of joe judge and also free agency time in march and then a draft at the end of april but Coming up next on Blue Rush, we'll close out the show a little bit differently and close out the season with Andrew Hartz on the drums. That's next. DJ Lughead, who I know, Jake, you're very close with DJ Lughead, right? <laughs> My boy, spinning the ones Lughead. and twos. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Giants fans, here are your top five plays of the season, courtesy of Fox and ESPN. Loads and fires, middle of the field, a jump ball, and it is John Ross, and that'll stand for 53. First and goal from the New Orleans 6 as Barkley takes it to the goal line. He's in. Giants win in overtime. The New York Giants complete their comeback. Down 11 in the fourth quarter. Blitz, Jones in trouble, just throws it up for Tony. And catch is made. What a grab by Kadarius Tony on Jones on first down. Wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone for a Giants touchdown. 54 yards. Reverse. It's Pettis to Jones. Oh, what a catch by Daniel Jones. A lunging one-hand grab from the quarterback. Dante looking like his dad, Gary, throwing from the outfield. All right, we're back on Blue Rush, and it's the season finale, so we figured out we'd bring out our uh, our drummer extraordinaire, Andrew Hartz, uh, my fellow producer. We call this Hartz Beat. So, Paul, we'll start with you. We're going to basically name a Giants player or coach, and Hartz will try to improvise what the beat uh, of that player or coach will be. So take it away, Paul. Andrew, what's the name of your band, Andrew? I play for a few different people, but, um, you know, I play for an artist, Jessica Lynn. I play for a cover band, Men Are Myths. So I, I play with just whoever is looking for a drummer. Freelance. All right. I, I don't know why Hearts Beat, we're unveiling it in the last show. That's 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 bad planning. I think we need to do, the way this season, we should have done this no kidding. months ago. But all right, I'm thinking of a player and I'm thinking of how would he relate to, what would he look like, feel like, sound like in drums? All right, I'm thinking of a guy like James Bradbury. He's a smooth player. Let me hear what he would sound like in a drum. Interception, James Bradbury. All right, Kadarius Tony, the frenetic. Oh, yeah. Change change of direction. This way, that way, this way, that way. That's Kadarius Tony. It's going to be a rap style beat here. Yeah, I got something. I got something. This is for Paul Schwartz. Don't ask me no questions because I don't know you. Don't ask me where I went on spring break on my bye week. Just just stopped because Darius Tony did. You just didn't see him again. That's true. He did stop. He started and then he stopped. Lawrence, you have a request? Yeah, I would love to hear the Scotsman and the powerful right leg of Graham Gano. 
Uh, the bagpipes, Andrew. Bagpipes. Yeah, we need pipes. Uh, next we'll year. We'll have that in post production. Rami. <laughs> oh. Wow, that was Ooh, good. I, like I liked that. that. That one had a nice, Very fresh good. beat. Now, how about Joe Judge? Now, I, I, oh, I, I don't think you can do an 11-minute solo, but the Joe Judge 11-minute <laughs> uh, rant in Chicago. Mm. I don't know how you would synthesize that, but something that probably sounds a little crazy, maybe? A little nuts? All over the place, yeah. It's like an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's a good one. Hey, Hearts, real quick request. Can you play like that that right there, Chingy? Right there. <laughs> I love it a song it right request. There, right it's karaoke. There. Yeah. This, is, this is Joe Judge. Right there, right there, right there. Yeah. That's the Will Presty. That's my guy, Will Presty, on social media. He's got the uh, Twitter. He's got the really good videos with the right there's in them. He does the right there counter. What would, one more, one more. The fans, Andrew. What what are what is what's the I mean, I don't know if you can boo in, in drums, but with the, the angst and the, the disgust of the fans, what does that sound like in a drum beat? Okay. All right. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, yeah it's dark. It's dark. gothic. Yeah. That's exactly well, I think right. we should close on that. that well, was good... I think yeah, if that's... we have the money and the budget, Andrew should just like destroy the drums like one of those rock bands for the fans. You know, just destroy break them. them. You know, just break them. break them. I don't think we have that in the budget, though. These poor Giants fans. Hang in there. Thanks oh, thanks they're... for listening, everybody. Heart's beat. Year. It's been tough. That's a full segment from here on out. Heart's beat. There it is to close out Blue Rush Season 3. Not Enjoy again. your football, everybody. <laughs> All righty, Lawrence. You want to close out the season finale of Blue Rod? Well, Jake, thank you. I do. It's a very, very special show. And that says cheerio to episode 100, our centennial, can you believe it, of season three of the Blue Rush podcast, our New York Giants podcast. I've said podcast six times already from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Hartz for producing the show. Lawrence, the season is over. Do you have any special vacation plans coming soon? I don't actually. would love to be on a beach with the rest of the Giants and everyone else who didn't make the playoffs but I'll be here in Kansas freezing me bum off watching the playoffs get Blue Rush a wee 5 star rating and write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts you can also now give us a wee 5 star rating or big 5 star rating on Spotify we love Spotify for Polly Schwartz Jake Brown and Andrew Hartz I'm the Scotsman Lawrence Tynes thank you for all your support of Blue Rush this season we will be back this offseason when Major Giants news arrives like the hiring of a new gem and coach potentially until then stay safe folks we talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.